When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome. Welcome. I am here with a good friend of mine, Nicole Overcamp, and we're actually, we were just talking for a while to catch up because it's been, been so long and we started working together, we think in 2017, 2017, and we were trying to kind of figure out the the numbers back then. But um, what we deduced is that Nicole tripled, more than tripled her revenue since then in the last four years. And obviously a lot of people have had challenges uh, during the the pandemic and all these things. And instead she's been growing at least 20% every single year. And I know when we first started, it was a big, big shift and big influx of, of just income and cash. But part of that was also because you started to add, like put more attention onto financial plans and you actually built kind of another side business. So we'll get into that and how you did that. Um, but just phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, just like huge, huge growth that I've seen. And also she has a best-selling book that most of you aren't, aren't watching on YouTube, but called Money Bitch. And she's a number one best-selling author as well and has done incredible things. So, so excited to have you here, Nicole. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and catching up. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. So I kind of, we were talking a little bit and I'm like, let's just do it on the podcast. Like we can catch up. So, um, so, so tell them a little bit, like you have just a, a crazy, scary and traumatic and also, um, with a, with a positive ending, you know, of this story, um, tell them like where you were right before you came to work with me and, and why you decided to make these shifts in your business and in your life. Yeah, sure. So when uh, when I started talking to to you, Robin, and that was right after I read your book, because I was in this position in my life where I felt like I was just up against the wall and completely stuck. And so uh, maybe, and, and again, I, I we just figured out in catching up before this podcast, I have zero concept of time. So it could have been like three months, six months, I don't even know. Um, when I when I did read your book, but but six let's call it six months prior to that, I was in a, an accident with my husband, and and when when we got into that accident, he was I was somehow miraculously fine. Neither one of us died. We we both probably should have. He was in a coma for, was, for and and just to give the the listeners some context, so yeah. it was a boating accident, right? It and you guys were you were racing or something. Was it some sort yeah. of race? 
Yeah, we uh, flipped our boat going 120 miles an hour. So, uh, you know, and for anybody who has been tubing at like 20 miles an hour and falls off the tube and hits the water and you're like, oh, that kind of hurts. Like that's, you know, we were we were going at a pretty good clip. So. Uh, so yes, it, it was a boating accident and uh, a rare, like just a rare thing to survive in general. And, and somehow like I wasn't hurt beyond being a little achy and, uh, and Chris was in a coma and uh, we didn't know if he was going to make it or not. And, uh, and that was two days after my 30th birthday, actually. And so, uh, you know, I, I had to... Um, learn a lot really quickly in terms of what, well, what we did wrong in, and uh, not having the hard conversations around money and estate planning. And a lot of those documents that I tell people every single day that they have to do, I avoided it myself. Um, and, and that put me in an expensive scenario that could have been avoided. But uh, he, you know, he ended up needing after he got out of the hospital, he was in the hospital from August until October. And then for about another maybe four or five months after that, he really needed 24-7 supervision. And then it took a, a couple of years after that for him to get back to mostly normal. And, and it's amazing how, how things progress. But uh, in that, that moment, in that year, I realized that I needed to all of a sudden overnight do business differently. And I knew I needed to uh, potentially be the only income earner in my family and be able to provide to take care of my husband and for all of his needs and, and what he needed. And, and there's just so much that medical insurance doesn't cover. And, and, and at the time when I had reached out to you, I didn't know if he'd need long-term care for the rest of his life. And, and at the time he was only 42. So um, anybody who has a, a parent or grandparent in long-term care, um, ouch, <laughs> that's a terrifying number. So in uh, before the accident about, 40% of my business revenue was from traveling often in doing family business succession planning. And so um, that the, the week of the accident, I basically like cold turkey said, I can't do this anymore. Told the firm that I was uh, working with, it's not going to work. I, I have to refocus my business. Sorry, not sorry. And, and, and cut ties because they were very, very demanding. And so um, I, I knew like, not only do I need to do all of the things, support and, and provide in the future and, and create some kind of stability, I had uh, 40% of revenue to replace place in my business because I also had staff to, to support a partner. And, um, and so that's where I, your book came up, I think on like a Facebook ad and, and it, it was really intriguing and re reading it and, and reaching out to you. Um, you know, it was, it was such a, a game changer because you asked me the questions that I knew the answers to, but didn't ask myself and, and made stuff that should have been obvious to me, uh, obvious in a way where I was uh, enabled to take action on it and, and really start to kind of change the game of uh, how I, I thought in then our business model, right? And, and being able to focus on not only my zone of genius, but where uh, I felt most comfortable. So... Long answer to your little question. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> I was muted because I know I always yeah. like move my chair and make these noises. So 
Yeah. It's such a, like, it's a crazy story. And at such a young age, just insane. And you were already extremely successful. I mean, most 30 year olds aren't making six figures and you were making six figures and doing really well. And then, you know, here comes like this bomb, I mean, dropped on you that like no 30 year old should ever experience, you know, and, and also a miracle that you guys both survived and that, um, Chris came out of this, you know, being able to, I remember you telling me like he had, he couldn't walk, he couldn't talk, you had to nurse him back to life basically. And you had this huge burden and then trying to run a business on top of that. And now have this, the pressure of being the breadwinner, the sole breadwinner and like making the money and all this. So, um, it's amazing, like what you've accomplished. And also, also, I think what's really amazing is that you went and asked for help. Like, I mean, you came to me and you invested money after having this huge financial burden and otherwise to say, Hey, I I actually realize, even though I don't probably want to pay extra money to figure this out and, and like you get the help to grow my business. I just wanted to magically be fixed. You Mm -hmm. invested in yourself to learn how to do it the right way. And so that you can build a sustainable business and and I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision financially when you had all these other obligations, financial obligations, not to mention you didn't have a ton of time because you're still running around trying to take care of your husband. Right. Yeah. We actually put it on Sarah's credit card. <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I was afraid to put it on my own because at the time I was still getting subpoenaed by the court um, to prove financial records and documents as a legal guardian of my husband um, because I didn't have a power of attorney in place. Dumb. And so uh, we, we, I said, you know, Sarah, like I, I need help. I'm not really sure where to go from here. I know that we can do better and, and I, I can do better, but um, it's going to cost a lot of money. And she was on the, the uh, final strategy. Right. And, and right. she looked at me and she's like, well, we're in it together. I'll get a credit wow. card and, and let's do it. And so that's exactly what we did. We put it on a, a, a 0% credit right. card, at, you know, in 12 months. And we're like, let's Jesus take the wheel. Cause this is wow. all we got, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Sarah, that's a good partner there. Um, yeah. So yeah, and you've been yeah. working with her for how long? Uh, since I started the company in 2012, actually. So wow. she, um, yeah. Yeah, she initially started as my assistant, like working out of my bedroom because I didn't have space for her at the office and and then progressed into really like the industry and getting licensed and ultimately uh, becoming a partner. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So what I'm sure they're wondering, like, what did you do to go from, you know, and we like you said, we were kind of guessing on the numbers, but you said you were probably, is it okay to share your numbers? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So somewhere around the 200 gross range, you know, 200 and maybe 300 range. And you've basically tripled since then in gross revenue. And a lot of that, like, like we said earlier, it was, you did it a different way, you know, and and that's a lot of what I teach is like, just kind of going outside the box in a marketing sense and a sales sense, but also in a way where you found a way to charge, um, you know, have a separate business to charge extra money and you're under a broker dealer or under a company and you still found a way to do that. So I haven't shared much of that on the podcast. So give them an idea, just a couple of things like what you did, let's say even before you started that second company, what you shifted and then why you decided to do that to start that second company and how it all fits together. Sure. 
So we, you know, initially I, in, in going through all of the, the process of like, who's your ideal client and niching down and all of that, I, I realized, well, my ideal client are other women like me, like other women who are super uh, type A, a little bit competitive, very ambitious and they're, they're career focused. And, and that's who I knew I could serve best. And, and so we started to speak to those women, right? Only those women and, 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 and not only talking to them in, in terms they understand, but Julie, like Sarah and I just got really vulnerable and started talking about what we did wrong and the experiences that we had. And, and it really opened up um, so many really terrific conversations in, in terms of like, oh, I didn't realize like that's what a financial planner could help me with, or I didn't realize I could relate to one like that. And so it, it helped in terms of for the first time ever, instead of us going out there and seeking business and instead of us going out there, like pounding the pavement, like we had women coming to us and coming to us to start asking questions and, uh, and reaching out. And so that was like the first, uh, pivotal point. And then, and how do you have them come to you? So obviously, you know, you got clear on who is that person you want to attract. And then, you know, we talk a lot about messaging, like knowing what to say to attract them, but still you had to put some, something out um, yes. either to your clients or to the world that you exist and you, this is who you work with. So what was that marketing piece that oh. brought them to like, come to you now? Sure. So it was a combination of social media, networking events, and we did some uh, also workshops. We started doing a lot more workshops and, and hosting those at our office. And then uh, we, we actually had a pretty good go. Like in the beginning, it was really hard actually to, to get people to show up. And then when I realized I actually had to like seriously follow up with everybody to get them to show up and charge for the workshop, we, we ended up selling them out, you know, after we kind of got wow. into the, the swing of things at every time. Um, but yeah, it was so funny. Like, you know, in, in the industry, it's like, Oh, come to this retirement planning seminar, which that sounds terrible, but then it's for free. And in, in the reality, of it is, is like when people sign up for something for free and it, it, it sounds important, but not that sexy, like they just don't come. And so when we started changing the language that we were using and talking how I, I normally talk and, um, and charging for it, people actually like paid for it and then showed up because they paid for it to show up. And so that was, um, that was a good experiment, I suppose, to, to run. And now I'll never not charge for an event. What do you charge for those? value. So we only charge 25 bucks for, for it to come. And so, it, and we've, we've kind of walked around with the price a little bit, but that was enough where people will still show up, but uh, it's a little enough amount of money where people don't think twice about buying a ticket either. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it was kind of the price point that we found. And how long, how work. long is the workshop? They are an hour long. Usually, um, sometimes they'll go a little bit over depending on like we, <laughs> we have a lot of women where like, I just have to kick them out eventually because they're all at night and I, I like to go to bed very early, but like they'll, they'll go an hour and then everybody will stay after and connect and network and talk. And so we end up having like a really good time, which wow. is exactly what you want. You know, you want that, um, environment and experience, but yeah, sometimes they <laughs> overstay their welcome. I love them. You're like, get out of here. Yeah, but like, I have an 8.30 bedtime. We gotta go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, 
But yeah, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And we will, we're going to bring someone else on the, uh, to talk a little about these exclusive events. We call them in our world. We call them exclusive events. And I remember bragging about you when you first did your exclusive events, because I used to share that with, you know, prospects and I'd be like, here, there's Nicole. And she did her first, I remember, cause I, I, I still have it on my sheet, but you did your first two exclusive events, which are very small, but they had eight people total and you got a hundred percent and you closed over $20,000 in business, like really, really fast. And that was like a total game changer for you. Cause you were like, oh my gosh, like they don't have to have a hundred people. It doesn't have to be like, I'm spending all this money, like to have these plate lickers come in and like this whole right. seminar type thing. And now you've expanded it to even more to actually charge and, and all, like what makes it valuable for people to come is your messaging. And we talk a lot about that, like, you knowing who you're targeting and who that person is and using your language and their language to understand what the value is for, because if, if I told anyone listening to this podcast right, podcast right now to just like, oh yeah, do a workshop and charge 25 bucks, I guarantee they won't get people like you do because they haven't spent the time to get know who is that person, who am I talking to, you know, what's going to drive them to this event, what's all the messaging that gets them there, the credibility that you've built over years. Now that you have a book, it's even easier, but the credibility you've built because you're posting and you're, you're getting noticed and you keep speaking the same language and you have the same messaging, the same branding. And you go like this compounds, this compounds, this compounds. So that has come, like some of it came over time because you've been doing this now for a few years, but some of it was like, okay, when your, your first exclusive event, you were just like, okay, who's it for? What do they want? What's holding them back? Let me put that in the messaging and the language and then drive them there. And they were small, but then you got like really amazing conversions from it. So that's really cool. So um, tell them then how it evolved into you building a side business here, because again, under the umbrella that you're at, like the firm, you have your independent firm, but you're still under a typical broker dealer mm-hmm. and you had to go outside the box, you know, and you had to do something different and you had to get it approved and all the, all that juice. So how did that evolve? So I, I actually always had a separate consulting oh, company okay. because with the family business succession planning that I was doing prior, you needed it for that as well. Mm-hmm. So we were already um, invoicing monthly for, for that succession planning. So I, I had the umbrella open. I was also doing some like random business consulting and, and that kind of thing. So in any event, um, what what I, I found and learned mostly from the gaps in financial planning and then a lot of what, what you were talking about too, Robin, in your program and the money coaching is that it's like, wait a minute, like financial planning is amazing and it's super impactful, but there's this huge disconnect between where a lot of women need to start and and what where financial planning starts you know it, it, a lot of time it's it's just complete overkill and, and overwhelm and not appropriate when someone just needs the basics when they need to get their mindset right when their their habits and behaviors need to, to get figured out and so we we created um it, it was initially wilcox consulting which what you know that sounds horrible and then uh you know I, I came up with the name pow her house money coaching to to really be more on brand in terms of we we are working with powerhouse women, but um, we're working with women. So we we rebranded to to do that, and then came up with a, a six month money coaching program that that helps get women prepared for financial planning. That instills the habits and the beliefs that they need to have, and and really walking them through that so that they are not wasting their money on a financial plan that they're not equipped with to follow through on. So. We we created uh, that and, and 
you know, it was a great uh, a concept, I think, because we, it, in being in a broker dealer, we had to get it approved and, and go through that whole process. And, and just like with writing the book, it, it, you know, it was so funny, like the book is through powerhouse money coaching. Um, but our compliance team read the whole thing and approved it to not like use it through our broker dealer, but to use it through coaching. Um, just like all the workshops that we do, I'm sure there's a ton of advisors, like how the hell do you charge for that? And so, um, because all of our workshops uh, in our events that we have are through Powerhouse. So we got it approved by our compliance department to not use it for, uh, you know, Wilcox Financial. And, and then we use them all through Powerhouse because they're pure education. They're not, um, there's no sales, there's not any direct advice. And so truly it's not financial advising, it's education, it's impactful. And so that's how we were able to create all of that through the, the separate coaching program. That's so awesome. And I love that power. I remember like you coming up with that. I'm like, damn, that's, that's some good, that's some good shit. Um, very, very good. And that's very much talking to the audience. And do you remember like with the succession planning and I know you're not great with remembering these numbers and time, but do you have any idea like where you are? Like, cause you, you said you tripled your, we, we figured out you tripled your business over the last few years. Um, but in that separate business, was it that did that take off even more like that much more on, you know, as far as scaling or was it about even like in your financial business and then that business as far as like, you know, triple or, or did you do even more on that side? So we, how we track our numbers, we kind of muddy the waters quite a bit in terms of the like financial plans and coaching fees and, and what we're doing. We actually track that together for simplicity purposes. And, okay. and quite honestly, I don't care um, that much about the difference because the, the it's the same it goal. Each and, other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. more like a marketing. It's just like your marketing arm, really. Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, that yep, makes sense. It's marketing and, and being able to serve in a way we want to serve, right? Because if we didn't have that arm, we wouldn't be able to do the education that we do. We wouldn't be able to, to do the coaching. And so, um, but as far as like it coming in, we just track cohesive numbers between coaching and uh, fee-based financial plans as, okay. as one And you number. told me before I started recording that you're now doing 35,000 a month in fee-based and, and coaching. Yes. Is that we said yeah. 35,000. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, do you have, I re, I mean, I, I, I barely remember, but I remember like you were charging fees before, but you were way mm -hmm. undercharging. And that was a lot of our conversations, mm -hmm. but do you remember yeah. what it was on a monthly basis before four years ago ish? Like, I know I'm killing you on these numbers. $5,000, maybe 5,000, $5, maybe less than that, probably less than that in the beginning. That would like, be 60,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah, it was nothing. And, and so, and it was, it was, well, it was zero. Like, I mean, you know, we, we were probably doing like a thousand and, and then really increased it. And, and looking at how much I charge for financial plans there, and I laugh at it all the time, like, you know, it was like $750. And now, you know, um, we are, our, our minimum is, is 2,500. But the reality of it is, is like, we, looked at all of the work that we were doing and the time that we were spending and, and we were earning negative dot, like we were paying the client pretty much to work with us. And we we're like, what the hell are we doing? Right. And, um, and, and what I found too, and, and this is, is good for anybody to hear who's not charging is like, our clients appreciate paying us and they appreciate paying us what we're worth for our time because they know that there's not that feeling of uh, resistance or I'm not feeling in a way like, 
uh, angry or like, I don't want to work hard for you because I'm not getting compensated for my time. So there's that fair exchange of, I feel really good about getting compensated for my time. And they feel really good about all of the advice that they're getting and being able to implement without being sold some stuff they don't need. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, and, and there's a lot of value in that. Like, I think the, when advisors are, are talking about, well, I just, you know, I do it for free and, and, and will help, but, but like, what, where's the other shoe going to drop, you know, and it just doesn't yeah. sound that genuine or that authentic. And, um, and how can you do that? Right. How can you provide uh, the best advice without getting, getting paid to give you the time to do that? Absolutely. And I, I, I've, I've had clients tell me the same, like, I love paying you, you know, it's kind of like they're my, my femmes or my program, you know, but it's called female empowered money makers. My femmes or my friends or my, as my friend said, my family, like my family, she's like, you must see opportunity to say family. <laughs> I said, my, my femmes are my friends. And she's like, and their family, but, um, but it's true. Like my, my clients become my best friends. And I know that's the case a lot, you know, with, with most advisors who their best clients are, they want to go hang out with them. They want to go to lunch with them. They, it's not, you know, it's just this, this it, it's not, there's nothing weird about being paid by someone and still being really close. Like, because right. the value exceeds the money they pay. Like I, I never feel bad. And I use this example, you know, Lisa Chastain, I mm-hmm. use her example because she was, she had no money basically when she decided to work with me. I mean, she had very little in her retirement left after exhausting almost a hundred thousand dollars out of her retirement account as a financial advisor, fe- feeling totally incongruent. And I happily took the rest of her money out of her retirement account, even though I knew that like, you know, that was freaking her out because I saw the potential. I knew what she could create with that. And I, 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 I didn't feel bad because I knew that would just be an investment in herself. And she mm-hmm. proved to do phenomenally well, just like you did. And I didn't know the specifics of where the money came from or anything, but I knew there was a lot of apprehension about you paying for the program and how you're going to come up with the money. And, but you were at a point where the, the good thing about having these horrible traumatic things happening is like, you knew you couldn't go back. And most people will sit in this comfort, right. Of like, well, I'm not making the money I want to make. I'm not really living the life I want to live. I'm not really fulfilled and I'm kind of comfortable and I'm kind of bored, but I'm kind of, I don't really have reliable systems. I don't really have predictable marketing, but like, you know, I'm getting by. And so there's not enough fire under their butts to like go say, oh, I'm going to take money that I don't have or from my retirement or find it somewhere that's not allocated towards growing their business. Unless something traumatic like that happens where they're like, which could be the market tanking this year, you know, where people are like, holy crap, I lost 30% of my income because I didn't have predictable, reliable marketing strategies. And like the market tanked and I'm relying on that, that AUM, but it sometimes takes that for people to act and like they're in dire straits. So good and bad. Like you said, sorry, not, not so sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm not so sorry because it it drove you to go get help and get what you needed. And like you, it's like, you're already making a million dollars before you're making a million dollars a year, you know? And I said to you, you're very close to that million dollar mark now, which is great. Cause I want to, I want to create the seven figure a year earners. And now, you, you know, it usually takes about four or five years and you're like one more year, we got it. Um, but it happened because you were committed you took risks, you stepped outside your comfort zone and you were incredibly coachable. And also like, you didn't just take what I said, you you kept expanding on it. Like you said, okay, here, you know, as some people know, listening to this podcast, I had a whole money, money coaching business, which was very different and very unusual in the space to have an outside business activity and all this. And you had some of those components already, like you said, and then you'd kept expanding on it. And now, I mean, that's ridiculous. Like making 35,000 a month, just from your fee-based stuff. Like that's amazing. That's amazing. But that's, 
that's why it's so exciting to see that transformation because it was like you just needed some of those strategies and then you just ran with it. So what what advice would you give, you know, the listeners, you know, whether they're they've been in the business 30 years or whether they're just starting, just what what really what advice would you give them that will really help them break through as well? I think, you know, my advice is the same for for when I do podcasts talking to people who are looking to start planning, to start coaching, to start, you know, business or or what have you. It is take a look at at where you currently are and and who you're becoming and and what are your top uh, goals and priorities. And if you were to take action on just one of them, the very most important thing do that, whatever it takes. Like if you were to just take action on that, you'd be in a completely different space a year from now. And, and, and it's the number one thing I see why people don't get to where they should be, or they don't reach their potential, or, you know, it's the difference between successful and unsuccessful people's action, right? But um, sometimes we get overwhelmed and stuck by how many things we want to do. And if you were to just pick that one priority and commit to taking action on it, like right now, that would be my best piece of advice. I love that. Like one of the things that I was, I've been thinking a lot about is because this, for some reason, this year is very much a mindset year for me. It's very much a like, focus year. And I actually met this guy, um, a few months ago, I think it was back in October at this mastermind that I'm in and his name's Alex Sharp. And he actually, I'll, I'll promote him because he'll probably be on this podcast soon, but oh my gosh, I love this guy. I, I have like a business crush on him. I even told my husband, like, I really have a business crush on him was I'm like, so impressed. Like, and I love everything he teaches. I'm just soaking it up. He has a podcast called momentum podcast. But um, I, I sat with him at this mastermind and he told me, he's like, Robin, your business is in crisis. And I was like, what? Like we're on track to, uh, you know, 1.5 million this year, baby. Like we're doing good. No, but I actually didn't say that because I knew he was right. Cause I was like my, my COO who's amazing. I feel like she has three jobs. You know, she was working 12 to 14 hours a day, you know, Ashley, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I mean, I'm yep. not working quite as much, but like we're constantly running and, you know, doing all these sprints. And it's just, it's just a lot, you know, we're strong arming the business a lot, even though I have incredible strategies and things that work, you know, to at a seven figure level, which not everybody has, but like with it comes a lot of new problems and infrastructure, internal things and all that. Anyway. So he told me that, uh, you know, basically what he said is like, you need to do less and, create, like, like stop reacting and thinking everything is urgent. Cause everything to me is urgent. I'm very much like the typical entrepreneur that's like react and always doing a million things and very visionary and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like he's so right. And it affected me so intensely, like to a point where I actually felt it in my body when I was talking to him and like, almost like this weird, but like a tingling way, like, like, and I'm not super religious, but I do believe in God. And it was like, whoa, like something is happening. Like it's, it's like, it's not coming just from this guy. It's like, this is a really important conversation about like, like what I'm learning from him and what I got out of that. And, it, and it's just been like seeping in over the last few months is just really about intention and focus and just doing less, like taking less on to be able to have such a greater impact and to be able to not just grow the business, but to, to be able to really focus and help more people in a, in a more, uh, more impactful way. And everything this year, I'm waking up at 5am every day, do the 5am club. It sounds like you wake up super early, you know, and I know you work out and like, we're working on our mindset. We're working on our body. We're working on focus and, and, and meditation and all these things to get to a place where we can have 
you know, the, 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 the most value provide the most value to people and make the biggest difference. And it all comes back to focus and even how to get to like the seven figure year mark. It took focus, like let's do less. And so I love what you said about that. Cause that's been a theme for me. And it's just like, okay, how can I be intentional and proactive and make intentional decisions instead of just constantly running and reacting and mm-hmm. do one thing and do it well. And mm-hmm. I, I take action. It's always taking action, but it's like not eight things at once, which is what I typically mm-hmm. did in the past, which, which yeah. served me well to a certain degree. And then, and then burnout hits you and slaps you in the face. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's great advice. Great advice. Um, well, let's tell them where they can get your book and where they can find you. Sure. So uh, our Instagram is the best way to find us, to connect with us. It has a link to everything, the book, our our websites at Pal Her House Money. And then the book is also on not only on our our, uh, website, but on Amazon as well. Cool. And it's called Money Bitch. And just because it's going to create a lot of curiosity, Mm -hmm. like tell me again how you came up with that name, because that was pretty bold for you to, to come up with that. And I remember going like, Whoa, that's pretty crazy. And I, I'm a bold person, but like, I remember you, you definitely surveyed your clients and you're like, that's what they like, but where did that, did, did that come from something or you just kind of went with it? No, we were just like spitballing names, uh, back and forth. And, you know, it was like, Oh, money bitch, let's go with that. You know? And, and we definitely got a lot of people who didn't like it. Um, but those weren't our people. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I, my biggest goal was like, you know, if we're going to make a big impact, how can we get people to be curious in a way that they wouldn't naturally be curious about this topic? And so we, we stuck with the title where some people loved it, some people hated it. And, uh, you know, and, and now we've, we've created this whole brand behind it, you know, and, and who is a money bitch and, and what is she like? And, and we've had a lot of fun with it. So. That's awesome. Cause I, I at first was like, is it like money bitch? Or is it like money bitch? Like I am a money bitch. Or is it like, like kind of like be your boss to your money? Like, you know, I'm a, uh, so it sounds like it's kind of more like the identity. It is. Yeah. Like a money bitch is someone who is confident in the decisions that she makes. It's someone who is getting paid what she is worth. It's someone who like is building her net worth and knows healthy boundaries and asks for help. Like all of those things that we stand for and that we are constantly teaching and talking about, um, that's a money bitch. So it's really more of like a persona and, and what we're trying to, to have all of our clients be. Bunch of money, money bitches. bitches. We're total money yeah. bitches. Like that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so much fun. I don't really want to say goodbye, but we might have a little side combo like in a few minutes without you guys. But um, thank you so much. This is Nicole Overcamp. Check her out on Pow Her Money. Pow Her Money, right? Pow Her House. Pow oh, her house see, I already screwed yep. it up. There, I screwed. Pow <laughs> her. See, I knew they'd forget so much that I forgot. So that makes a lot more sense. Pow Her House Money on Instagram. You can get her book money bitch. So you can be a money bitch too. Um, check her out and all her amazing branding and tools and cuteness as well. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments 
in just five days. Now, this is not around, you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if you can, if you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks and you can actually spend time with me on zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business and um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results. And it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days, uh, someone, I think it was Dana, got 33 appointments. So you could be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments. Go to 10, go to 15, go to 20, and set yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the Tag Challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.